Hello everybody, this is Mark Kumar, your lifestyle entrepreneur and a proud founder of Simple Podcast Cloud, a platform for podcasters by podcaster. We allow you to host your podcast with us and then the difference between us and others are with us, you have one account and everything unlimited. And you might be wondering, what in the world is only everything unlimited means? It means unlimited shows, unlimited storage, unlimited bandwidth, the whole nine yards. And today, I want to introduce another amazing podcaster who's going to be sharing with you some really cool tips and tricks which is going to help you take your podcasting career life passion whatever you want to call it to the next level so without any further ado rob take your time to introduce yourself hello everybody um my name is robin yuma jones i'm a uh, an actor a comedian uh, a writer and a podcaster uh, and when I'm not doing that, I also uh, teach students from around the world. Um, I have been podcasting now for about nine months. Um, I've started my own one basically when lockdown started. Uh, I was um, a performing actor. I was on the West End uh, in a show which I was starring in. And uh, after 10 days, we were shut down. COVID came with uh, vengeance and uh, completely shut down the whole of the West End. And um, with with no relief in sight, I was like, what am I gonna do? Right. I love podcasts, so I was like, I'm gonna start my own. So I started my own, it's called The Bliss of the Abyss because we were in the abyss and I thought, well, I wanna bring some bliss to that. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's sort of been the goal ever since and it's been, you know, growing since then uh from uh, we're on our 25th episode just about to drop on monday oh, all right man first thing i want to ask you your accent it is so amazing <laughs> where, where are you from uh so i'm uh, i'm originally from london okay um i've spent quite a lot of time in new york and in sheffield which is in the uk it's in it's in yorkshire where they talk like this all right do you want a cup of tea talk um, okay. but but mainly i'd probably say my accent is probably it's probably quite london and i am a trained actor so it's probably got a few knobby little bits in there as well man just is just for my own personality curiosity yeah. being an actor does it yeah. get hard sometimes to differentiate what your real life is and what roles you play <laughs> yeah especially when you're young it becomes really confusing and uh you probably make some mistakes and you like cross some boundaries that's like when you're young you make all kinds of mistakes don't you right. i'm sure you know when you're a young actor you you get you know too invested in something and you kind of it's like anyone it's like when you leave work you should leave work at work correct right but sometimes you take it home with you and you're like i'm just so into this character as if it matters right uh but as you get older, you get a bit better at separating the work from your personal life, for sure. Okay. Oh, that was just one more curiosity, because I always wonder, I never had the opportunity to actually ask that actor, and they're like, do you blur the line where you real your uh, persona of a film or acting career ends yeah. and your real life picks up? And some people, like what I have heard of it, I don't know if it's true or not, obviously. Some people are like, my real life is really boring. When I go <laughs> acting, this is where I shine. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think there is an element of truth in that. I mean, it's it's actually, it's probably a blessing if your real life is boring. Okay. At, le at least a little bit, because like I teach story writing sometimes to people and, uh, you know, you can tell them, here's the worst story ever written. A man went up, uh, woke up, he went down, he had some coffee, he went to work, he had lunch, he finished his job, he went to bed, he kissed his wife, he went to bed. Like, that, there's, there's, that's not a story. But it's everyone's life and, and people are happy with that. It's fine. Right. But like the real stories that we want, something crazy happens. And so when you're an actor, you want those crazy things to happen. But if you're working constantly and in your job, those crazy things are happening in your right. real life, you start to just crave the normality that we all do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And speaking of crazy things, when you started podcasting, can yeah. you think or or... Well, I guess better would be with, can you think of anything that went crazy? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what's funny? Uh, so you can see I've got, this, I've got this green screen installed behind me, right? Right. Uh, so when, when lockdown hit, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. 
trying to do video and stuff like that. And uh, But I also needed to find a way to make money like that. Right. And uh, obviously, initially, as I'm sure you know, you can't monetize a podcast straight out the gate. Like now I'm starting to get some money out of it. And we can talk about that, obviously. Okay. Uh, but I was like... Um, what am I going to do? I, I'll need a green screen. I'll need to film stuff from home. Uh, and, and there's this uh, company. I, I won't ne- mention the name of the company, but they do sure. uh, tutoring online for okay. Chinese Chinese students. And they have very, very strict rules about how you can work for them, as you can imagine. So it was a complete, as we say in the UK, faff, which just means so many things. So I'm drilling into my wall. I'm learning how to install, like I've got my iron out and I'm ironing the things on the back of the green screen. I'm, I'm downloading all this software. I'm taking these, all these tutorials. I get it all set up and I get through all of the, the, the things and I'm, I'm like employed. Okay. Only to find that there's absolutely no work on there at all. Because all around the world, everybody is doing the same thing. <laughs> So I've just got this ridiculous setup here and I haven't, I've used it once and the student didn't even show up. Holy crap. <laughs> wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I've, I've made my own like fun videos and stuff right. with it and, and some content and stuff. Right. All right. So speaking of content, what is your podcast uh, is about? Let's start with there. Like what, what are you covering your podcast? So... Um, try to cover a range of things so uh, I'm in the entertainment world so I'll have guests on there from time to time mm-hmm. uh, stand-up comedians actors interesting people uh, occasionally I'll have my wife on there she's very entertaining she has okay. her own segment okay. um, so that you know some of the some of my like friends and family who like to listen to those sh- they like those episodes a lot obviously and then she's become a bit of a fan favorite as well and then I'll have these solo episodes where I'm just, to be honest, Mark, I'm a little bit mad. So um, okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll go down, I'll go down a rabbit hole and okay. it will, it will become quite bizarre. Like this last one, um, what did I start talking about? I started talking about two, two episodes ago, I started talking about bonsai and there's a whole scandal about bonsai, you know, bonsai trees, I, the little trees that, that you, uh, um, so it's like a Japanese tradition of okay. the, they grow trees, but they grow them in very small pots. Okay. So imagine like a full-grown birch or an oak tree or something like that, right? But shrunk into miniature. Okay, right. Okay. So quite cool, right? right. So I ordered some seeds off the internet, and uh, and I was like looking up how to like work it, and right. then I went like I realized there's this whole debate online about like is bonsai cruel? You know, should you even be doing it? All this kind of stuff. So, you know, I just find myself down the weird corners of the internet and, and we have fun. And uh, occasionally I talk to Vladimir Putin as well. Okay, cool. <laughs> and we won't. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because I, I love podcasting because you get to meet so many unique and interesting people right. that you never even thought, I never even thought I'd be like, oh my God, I get to meet you and other people who have interviewed in the past. It's like, wow. Um, I, I'm based out of New York and I get to meet somebody who's like where you are, a completely different country, let alone another state. So I find that a very rewarding experience. Right. So yeah, yeah, ha- yeah, yeah. Have, has it been a rewarding experience for you where you interview other people for a different part of the country or has it been locally or how, how do you go about getting um, So uh, because I do what well, I did, uh, stand up comedy in the before times. Okay. Um, uh, and hopefully we'll get back to doing some of that. I, I have some, I've got contacts in the comedy industry. Okay. Uh, so I can get guests through that fairly easily. And then, because um, I've been a professional actor for about a decade now as well, you know, made contacts through that and through new jobs and stuff. So it's kind of easy to always get entertainment people right. uh, on my show. But I'm, I also try and like branch out. So my wife's actually uh, from New York as well. Oh, nice. really? Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to look to try and get her her dad on there, who's like, he's got mob stories. He's not in the mob. Right, right. He knows the story. Yeah, let's just say he's been around it a bit. And right. also, he sounds like he's from The Sopranos. 
So he's like, yo, what's up? It's Johnny B. Welcome. How you doing? You know, and it's like, that's that's gold. For, like you were saying about my accent. Right. So that's the same way we feel over here about the New no. York accent. It's right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's just brilliant for us. So we can't get enough of it. Right. So I, I think um, I'm, try, I'm definitely trying to branch out, though. Like, um, I think the, the system you've got in place for getting guests on yours is, is fantastic. Like, it's very innovative. It's a, it's a genius way of doing it. Right. Thank you so Was much it, for did that. that. Did you come up with that? Yes. Well, part of sort of like, you know, I'm a creative on that side, but we can get on that later on. But right now, you are the hero of this show. Let's talk <laughs> about you. <laughs> this is like your, you know, the shine, the spotlight is on you. It's uh, all about you, 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 you. <laughs> so, so when was the, when like, Let's take it back, journey back to your first episode when you actually recorded your first show yeah. and the preparation for that particular show. What was the initial idea when you thought like, okay, I'm going to get a podcaster. I'm going to create a podcast. And then yeah. what happened after that? Like what mindset, what things you did to get to your first show recording it? Like it's in terms of equipment, different. mindset, software, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so um, I had a, uh, in terms of equipment, um, not that this is sponsored by anybody, but I had one of these, which is a Zoom. A Zoom, mate. Okay. Yeah, from, uh, I've been doing some things with some uh, comedian friends. And okay. so I've been learning, kind of taking this with me and learning how it worked a bit. Gotcha. So my first few episodes, I just had this. And it's good, like it's great on the go and stuff, and it's got some cool little inputs. I would definitely recommend it to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very much, you know, a, an on the go recorder as opposed to a home studio setup. Right. And and I was just, I just knew that I'd used it before, and I'd listened to some recordings, and it was fine. And I was kind of a bit like, I just want to put something out there, see if people are interested. If they're not, okay, I don't actually really care because I'm kind of just doing it for me. I'm going a bit mad. You know, it was when lockdown in the UK, uh, when lockdown first happened, you were only allowed to leave your house once a day. And okay. it was for exercise and you're allowed to go to the shops. Um, but like, it was, you know, it was crazy. And, and I know from friends in New York and stuff, and you can probably speak to this, of like, you know, toilet paper was sold out. You couldn't get pasta anywhere. It's like the world was melting down around your eyes. Yeah, the toilet paper, the paper towel, Lysol wipe, you named the water, all gone. All and gone. How, how was that the first thing to go, by the way? Toilet paper, it's just absolute madness. That just goes uh, to show you how much we use it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, have I been using it wrong all these years? Because I swear I've got an okay stash. But um, that first one, I, like, I, yeah, I didn't even call it an episode. Right. I didn't have any segments. It was just me kind of talking. I prepared a few notes ahead of time. Right. Uh, I knew roughly what I wanted to discuss, and I just kind of went for it. It was it was much shorter than any other episode I've done. Right. So it was kind of, I guess what I'd say to people out there thinking of starting their own is like, it's okay if it changes and grows and becomes something different from right. how you started. I think where I'm at now, it still has a germ of where I started from. But it's mm -hmm. quite a different show. Okay. So so let's say you recorded your show, which is a journey on its own. Anyone who starts their podcast may not know it or people who have done it, like let's say 20, 50, 100 episodes in there. When they think about their first episode, like, oh my God, everybody cringes like, don't listen to that one. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> you know? But But to get to that first episode, the initial journey itself is like, huge mm. which is good thing but let's say whatever you did to record your first episode and then after you recorded it tell me your experience and your feeling when you listen to it mm. yeah well uh i don't know about you but i'm a narcissist so it was just sweet honey that was pouring <laughs> down my no, i'm only joking um okay uh, no i'm only joking obviously i um I listened to it and I was like, um, I guess I thought it was like, oh, I guess I need to decide what this show is. You know, I've, I've, so I was working very much on momentum. I was like, okay, 
I was a West End actor. Now I'm stuck at home trying to find a way to make money. Uh, I'm going mad. Uh, I need to put something, my creative instincts into something. And I right. just kind of put it out there. And I was like, right, now actually, what is this going to be? And um, I think like looking back, I'm not sure if, if, if I'd change anything because I haven't listened to it. I guess listening to it now would be really interesting because I'm about six months in. Right. And I, I probably, even within six months, I probably don't even recognize myself. I'm probably <laughs> like, who is this idiot talking nonsense? Uh, but I just I sort of thought it was a way to share some, trying to be funny and entertaining right. amidst like a global pandemic, trying to right. provide some relief and just share some stories, you know, trying to, because I love podcasts, right? I'm, it's probably my favorite entertainment medium. I don't know. It seems like it's the last truly free mode of expression left, I think. It's, it's probably the most powerful thing out there right now, I feel, because you could yeah. literally change people's life by your voice. At least mm. that's how I look at it. Because mm. before I got into the podcasting, I listened to so many different podcasts, ranging mm. from Facebook marketing, self-help, your website development, you name it, anything out there, I'll listen to it. And then I did that for three years, three consecutive mm. years. I was like, wow. To the point where I felt like, I am so full of knowledge. I need to empty this thing yeah. out. So it's like this, that was my thing. And because I was like, wow, all these people that I listened to, they changed my life. It, right. They literally helped me become a better person a lot yeah. faster than if I were to go to university or try to watch a YouTube video or whatever. Yeah. Because what I was doing, I, at one point in my life, I literally got addicted to podcasting. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, I was like, when, because I go on a long walk, I'm talking like eight to 12 miles, like just go for a walk two, three hours. Or nice. I would literally just look for a podcast that was a minimum for one hour long. So yeah. I can get like two of them in and I'm good. So I would look for it and it was like a productive. So I get to exercise at the same same time i feed yeah. my brain with good productive yeah. ideas or thoughts and that i didn't know before so i was like hell yeah i get it food for my mind and food for i mean exercises at the same time it's absolutely. a win-win yeah yeah absolutely is. that's why i was like i love podcasts it was totally 100 percent with you it's like the most i i feel like it's the most beautiful thing a this industry has because you get to change a person's life mm. not even realize you did which is like wow and it's so, just it's just it's um there's no there's no uh limit to you know i mean i, I i'm not sure your your business background but i've worked in like different fields i'd be interested to hear your experience on this but sure when you when you enter a, a new field after you know when you're fresh in you don't know what's going on yep. after a while you start to like sort of sense it around and you're like okay these are the gatekeepers. Here's the bars to entry. This person's got a lot of power, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And there's those things exist everywhere. So they exist in podcasting, but also they, you can just completely bypass them and do your own thing. And it will grow as big as it can grow as well, regardless. And you can, you know, you can decide to like, like Joe Rogan, right? hundred million on Spotify. You can decide if you want to go down that route, and I'm sure that's going to have some consequences for him. It just will. You're signing with a huge corporation. But he right. became as big as he became without any of that. So you can also go down that route. And that freedom, that doesn't exist in many, many spheres. No, at all. Because like, just to give you a little bit of background now, because I want you to be the hero of the show, because you are the hero yeah. of the show. <laughs> and uh, just to give you a little bit of background about me, look, I have yeah. been into four different industries, photography, okay. the web development, the fitness industry, and the podcast industry now, to the right. point where every single one of the industry actually been a I went in there as like a hobby. For example, my first uh, photography industry, I went in there because I had a camera. I started playing around with it. And then one thing led to another. People find out like, hey, Marco is a professional photographer. I'm like, uh, not mm. me. I just have a camera and I love it. And the people literally saw my enthusiasm, the excitement. And, you know, that's all I had. I didn't know how to pose anybody, lighting, anything like that. Right. But most people, when they see 
what you are putting out there, the amount of enthusiasm, the amount of love, it shows on your face. If it shows on your face, people see the passion through it. And then that's what I did. And then one thing led to another. I became a professional photographer. I did the wedding, the portraits, and the whole nine yards, then into web development. Yeah. But one thing I noticed, like no matter which industry you pick, does not matter. Across the board, across the world, doesn't matter. As long as you have this one thing in mind, and that is your mindset. If you are the kind of person who's like, if I fail once, I'm horrible at it, I will never try again. Right. If you can overcome that and know this, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter which industry, because I can speak for it. I went to four different industries. Yeah. Whatever you try for the very first time, you're going to fail if you never <laughs> tried it before. The, the finest example I could think of right now is like, and then as that happens to every single human being, doesn't matter yeah. your race, doesn't matter your sex, doesn't matter where you grew up, does not matter across the whole world. When you started to walk, I promise you, no one took the first step and just started walking. I guarantee right. you that never happened. You felt the first time, you felt the hundred time. After the hundred time, you got up, then you wouldn't start walking. And yeah. that's the same principle if you apply it in the business world. Because you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Then all of a sudden, you're going to go up like Joe Rogan. And they'll yeah. be like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Like, right. no, he's not. You don't know what he did before. And then now you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Right. It's just, but equally, uh, like you're saying, that's a really good lesson. And another lesson I've learned from this game is, which is part of his success, not to make it about him, but, sure. but um, is that consistency. It's like, you keep showing up, you keep doing it, and then you'll get better, like like everything. Like uh, when you're talking there about like falling down, I remember uh, I was into skateboarding when I was a kid, and I was, I was never very good. Right. Um, but I used to do it quite often. And eventually I got to the point where I could get on a skateboard and jump down some steps and keep on the skateboard. Like, the first, let, me, let me just ask you, the first time you did that, didn't you go, yes! Oh! my god it's still one of my favorite moments and in order to get to there i had to sustain so many grazed knees and twisted ankles and falling on my face and making a complete ass of myself but it was all worth it for because now what do i remember i don't remember all the times that i fell down and twisted my knee and all of that i remember that jump i remember that moment and the only reason i got there it wasn't because of some god-given talent it wasn't anything other than i kept doing it and I just liked doing it, and I persisted. That's, that that right there is the key, and the best way I can put it is that in order for you to be a repetition is equal success. You keep mm. doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, and what you say, persistency. You gotta keep doing it, doing it, doing it until you get to the point where like it becomes second nature. You don't even think about it. Like for example, if I ask you, "Hey, do you think about your podcasting in terms of what you're gonna say?" No, it just it flows, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the 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 more I go on with it, the like I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who's um, he's an actor. He's he's going to be in Kingsman three, right? Oh, Big. nice. Big Hollywood movie, so it's quite exciting, you know, talking to him about various Hollywood actors and stuff. And uh, I'm a bit of a nerd, like I, I've got some stuff prepared, uh, stuff that I want to get to. And I think over the course of the interview, I looked at it once, and and you know, at the end, I was like, I guess we never got to any of this, but this is one of the best episodes that I've had. So. It must be doing something right. Right, exactly. And it's like one, one of the things, it's like, I don't know if you follow, follow this format ever. Before I did it, when I first started, I had this like 15 cushion bullet line, boom, 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 boom. And at the end of it, it was done. And I did that for like two, three or four episodes. And the fifth episode, like, oh, I'm getting bored with asking silly <laughs> questions. It's like, I don't want to ask anymore. Because like, I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. And then I got to this yeah. new format, but it's like, Let's just have a conversation. Yeah. The content that got out of it, it was like so beautiful and it's amazing because you never know when the where the conversations go. It's like, you know, you go out with your friends on Friday night having a beer or a drink or whatever. You don't know what the hell you're going to talk about. You, you just know you're going to have a good time. Right. Right. You don't appear with a list of questions. <laughs> right. You just like, you show up and then we're good. Let's talk about whatever, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah, so. definitely. But I mean, to, to people listening out there who maybe have like, a different idea for their podcast because 
some of the podcasts I listen to that I love are very prepared. Like uh, John Ronson did a series recently on Audible, like last year or the year or two ago. You know, it's like documentary journalism. It's very well investigated. He's going a deep dive. He's got interviews. It's a structured thing. And that's also a podcast. And that's fantastic. And some of the best podcasts ever have been that. You know, you think of big hitters like Serial or, you know, S-Town or something, something like that, like like things that blow up the podcast game. And those are very different. But that's why it's such a great field. It's like yep. those are also podcasts. Those are brilliant. And then you also have these three-hour conversation podcasts. Those are also things. And then you have these 20-minute motivational yep. ones. You have 10-minute starter ones, you know everything it's all as long as it's good content that's all that matters it just that's truly is the key and speaking of the content how do you prepare yourself for the interviews to make sure you have a good content for two people one is you obviously because you want to get something out of it number two will be your listeners so how do you prepare for that or how do you make sure you hit the points that will benefit you first second is your listeners yeah, so I think uh, I go by the mantra of like, um, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Okay. So, you know, I'll always have my backup plan. I always have a list of topics I want to talk about that have come up that I've jotted down during the week. And okay. I've got this, I've got a notes app on my phone and I've got a separate note for each new episode. It'll have links, it'll have topics, it'll have anything I have to mention, housekeeping, anything like that. So that's always there regardless. Okay. And I'll know like one or two of them will really have been playing on my mind. So I'm like, I'm definitely going to talk about that somehow. And then the others are kind of there. Like if something hits the ground or hits the rocks or, or if, if, if a topic comes up, that I'm like, hold on, this is something I want to talk about. You know, then I'll always have places to go to. Right. But I think the, the the essence, like you said about meeting your friends down the pub, is you, you know something might have happened to you in your life that you want to talk to your friends about, and so you'll come in knowing you want to bring that up. You'll be like, "Oh my god, can you believe my friend the other day?" <laughs> but also, you've got to be free and easy to go with whatever they bring, cool. and you'll never know what that's going to be. So you can make as many notes as you want, but they might come up with this crazy or very interesting or just wild thing. And you're like, that's where you have to, yeah, you have to be willing to be like, forget the notes. I want to know about that. Tell me all about that and go down that rabbit hole with them. Right. So have you had a, uh, I'm sure you may have like more than one occasion where you like, it literally sticks out in your mind when you want to interview something and you're like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I have to know about that. Can you explain like, or can you go into like what that was about? If you remember? Yeah, sure. Um, so I had a, uh, um, he's a comedian on my show. I had him on, I want to say like five weeks ago, something like that. And, um, we're just talking. He's, he's a he's a very funny guy, and we're just talking about what comedy is like in the lockdown era, what the Zoom gigs are like, what the driving gigs are like. You know, weird stuff. It's it's, right. it's a weird time for them. And we got into this this story about basically this uh, this act that had come along and tried to steal his thing. So his his whole thing is he plays he's a character comedian. So he plays a like dictator. Okay. Of of the laughter republic, right? So he's this he's a Nigerian dude and he's like he's like a, he plays this like fake dictator of this republic. Okay. And and then there's this whole story that unraveled of like the BBC had uh basically commissioned this comedy with this other other person where the premise was he's a dictator of an African republic. And his name was like Colonel Banjoko as opposed to President Abonjo. It's like very similar, very dodgy. And okay. we got into sort of like, how did you deal with that? Like what? And some of the stuff he couldn't even talk about, right? Because it was like, right. you know, in that gray area of like, right. I don't know what I can say, can't say kind of thing. But I was like, this is fascinating. Like, how are you dealing with that? Have you ever spoken with the guy about it? You know, did you have a meeting with the BBC? He had a meeting with the BBC. 
you know, he had a meeting with all these people. He uh, emails back and forth. There was a press thing about it, the whole thing. I was like, wow, crazy. Right. And isn't it the coolest part about it? It's like if that person shared that story with you, all of a sudden, it happens to me all the time. All of a sudden, you will start turning. You have this question that you didn't even think about it before. Then like, oh, I want to know about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> isn't absolutely. That, yeah, yeah, happen? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, so let's go on to like, uh, so we know what you do for create your content and things like that. So what happens after you record your interview? Then what's the next phase for you, like post-production wise? Okay, yeah. So um, it's, uh, well, it's not always an interview. My show, sometimes, I do solo episodes and interviews. Oh, okay. So let's get on to the solo episodes. How do you yeah. create content for those solo episodes? So yeah, I mean, uh, I can I can tell you what I just spoke about on my on my recent one. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's just things that that's but you know. So I do comedy. Um, so part of it was uh, I read this article that um, elephants in uh, in a zoo have been feeling quite anxious. I think it was in Munich, but I might be wrong uh, because they're a matriarchal society and the, the lead elephant died. Uh, and so the zoo has started giving them cannabis, CBD, to try and cure their anxiety. Okay. <laughs> Good reaction. Uh, so I was like, well, that's crazy. Uh, so, you know, what? what's that? So I'm starting exploring that. That took me then to squirrels. And I was like, you know, have you heard this thing of squirrels? You know, they bury their nuts, right? I, yes. For the winter. Now, the whole time I was a kid, everyone was always saying squirrels, they bury their nuts and then in winter, they dig them up and they stay alive through winter because of that. And then at some point, I don't know when it was, maybe when I was like 15, people were like, squirrels don't know shit, right? <laughs> just like, they're just guessing. They don't know where the nuts are. They're just digging in random spots. And right. I was like, hold on, wait, what's the truth here? So, so then elephants took me to squirrels, which then took me to kangaroos that look like dogs. And then I went into this whole random thing about, you know, selling like hotcakes. I had misheard it as selling like oat cakes. And then I've been on the Isle of Wight, which is in the UK, which they have goat pastry. So then it was like selling like goat cakes. And then suddenly I'm doing this thing where I'm talking to this other character, but they're both me. And one of them's trying to sell a goat cake to the other person who's like, who the hell is, what, what's a goat cake, right? It sounds insane. And it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, that, but that's the beautiful part about the thing is like, it works for you because you're an actor. You can literally act it out both of them. And for us regular people, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, I, I don't know if it works or not. I mean, I'll let the, <laughs> let the people be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So do you do any post-production or you just record it and uh, let it rip and that's that, whatever, or how does that work for you? No. So, I mean, I've got a bit more sophisticated with it, but uh, I'm a bit of an audiophile. So, okay. I, I, but I'm not an expert, but um, I, 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 uh, I get obsessed with it. So I, I'll import the file. Yeah, I use Audacity because I don't have any money. Uh, uh, also, it's good though because I did have Adobe products before, and I'm not sure they're worth the premium. But whatever, um, I like Audacity, so I'll okay. put it in there. I've now tweaked a macro which will run like a number of things on it, and mm -hmm. then I'll go through. I'll, I so if I'm really obsessive, I'll take out you know too many ums. I'll take out. There's a thing I'll do where I go. And for some reason, it annoys me. So I'll I'll go I'll go through, and I can see the spike in the audio. You the same, and I'll be like, guilt, I'll just guilty as charged, you know. Like, and in my head, I'm like, why do you keep doing that with your lips, Robert? That's completely unnecessary. But isn't it isn't it like a rewarding all of a sudden? You're like, where does that sound? Oh, that crap is me. I do that. Yeah. So I will. I'll always try and tidy up the audio, make it nicer, make sure there's no clipping. And then, you know, I'll put in the interstitials and intro and outro. Sometimes in my show, I'll have like bits where, like I said, Putin before, obviously I haven't had Vladimir Putin on my podcast yet. Um, but I had a bit where I was, uh, I found this text to speech thing on the internet. 
-hmm. but it, it for some reason I had a Russian accent and I was just looking up how to pronounce a word but it came out Russian and I was like that's funny and just in the moment I just started having a conversation with the computer but like typing out the response and obviously in the editing later I have to like delete all the all of that noise but suddenly I'm like having this and then in the in the speech after, I'm like trying to make that sound even more Russian. And do you know what I mean? I get like obsessed with it. I'll like download a filter and be like, what does this do? Uh, and a lot of the time I won't end up using it. But um, mm -hmm. there's so many things to do with audio. It's it's such a a rich like like now I've got this. Uh, if you can see, it, I'm, I've got the the moon mic. Yeah. And it's. Uh, I've got it facing down because I read this article, which can be complete nonsense. But apparently, it's, it works better if you face it down. Yeah, it, because when you talk, the voice goes up; it doesn't go down. Yeah, and apparently, if it gets hot, if you had like a long conversation, mm -hmm. uh, if it's the other way around, then the heat travels up through the microphone, which can distort the cardioid. Whereas if it's upside down, the heat can escape out the top. Hmm. Did not know that. Interesting. You've learned something new every day. I did not know that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I did not yeah. know that. Okay. It's like, you know, it's like when, uh, winter time. If you want your heat uh, to work, I mean, get the proper heating, you put it on the floor rather than on the right. top because the heat right. rises. I guess the same concept with the same concept. Voice, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I never know. So. I, don't know. <laughs> I just saw, I saw a picture. I was like looking online and I saw a picture, I think it was Amy Winehouse, like okay. in the studio with like, you know, a beautiful condenser mic hanging down. Right. And I was like, I've, I've definitely seen that before. And I was like, what is, what's the logic there? So just, you know, Bing, searched it on Bing. Okay. <laughs> and see what I could see. And then there were all these articles being like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Like, all right. See, it's a wonderful, wonderful internet. It teaches you things you didn't even know about. It's like, exactly. holy crap, you know? Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you recorded your podcast. And is there a system that you like, okay, now we recorded it, a platform that you go upload it. Obviously, you have a platform that people can listen to it. And yep. then after you upload it to whatever, whatever platform that you choose, what's the next step when you go to promote it? Like uh, social media, you use social media. One, Which one works better for you so far? has been working better for you, I guess. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's. I think I distribute currently on nine different platforms. Um, and social media, I, I use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Is that it? I, everyone says you should get on TikTok, and I, I'm, I'm not on that. I, I, I flicker around with it. I'm like, it's yeah. like, eh. Not not the greatest thing, whatever. No, yeah. I don't know. Um, I was uh, I, I'm kind of reluctantly using all of the social media that I can, but uh, I'm not like a. It's not like a natural thing for me. Like um, like in an ideal world, someone would take care of all of that for me. <laughs> but like that, that 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 shouldn't make it sound like I'm lazy. It's just like um, it's just not something that I'm very good at. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I'm I'm good at acting, for God's sake. I can do that. <laughs> that doesn't make me a wizard at Instagram. Right. But um, I think Instagram is probably where I get the most traction. And I'm, I I would be interested to hear from you. Is Instagram, because you're a professional photographer, so... Yes. Instagram, for me yeah. personally, works a lot better. Uh, that would be number two. Number one would be, like, YouTube and then Instagram. The others, I just ignore. I don't even worry about it because, like you said... We don't have that much time. There's only 24 yeah. hours in a day, and we want to make sure we use the most valuable currency, which is time. Because obviously, once you use the time, you're never gonna have back. Like today, it's gone. It's gone. It's never gonna come back. Tomorrow, we yeah. another day. So yeah, I only yeah. limit to only two platforms, which is one YouTube and Instagram. Is definitely one of them. And the way that I go about doing it, I use the Instagram target, uh, which is called hashtag marketing. I use specific hashtags to go and up, mm. upload things that are time specific depending on where my audiences are. So let's say if there are people in the UK, I don't want to upload right. six o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning. No one's going to be up. 
Right. Looking at it like whatever. And then, you know, and then whereas if I want to make sure that whoever you I'm talking, targeting, make sure I do that too. And then certain hashtags that I use and they get popular. And then also I try to do it like twice a day. But the beautiful part about the Instagram marketing is that now, I don't know if you know that or not, you can connect your Instagram account to Facebook business account where you can literally schedule out your post that's going to go into your Instagram so you don't have to physically do it. So one weekend, you can schedule out the whole month of your, I don't know, let's just say whatever, a month for a whole month. If you're doing two posts a day, you schedule Mm. out on Monday, go here, Monday, this time, this time, this time, time. Mm. And it's absolutely free. Like. Mm. All right, so, how long is that going to stay free? That sounds really good. Well, it's part of the Facebook group. I mean, Facebook platform. So you yeah. don't pay for it. So the Facebook, I guess, finally figured out because oh, a third-party company are doing mm. that and then they were having uh, API issues and things like that. Then Facebook, like, screw it. We give our users the ability to do it on our own because now we own Instagram and Facebook and uh, combined mm. together. So it's a, a lot more easier and simpler integration compared to when they were two different companies. I uh, heard this thing from my friend who works in marketing and he said the only platform to use hashtags on is Instagram. Yep. And they is that only, true? That is true. Uh, YouTube as well, but YouTube only gives you like a three hashtag in your videos. Yeah. Set. But Instagram, they give you up to 28 hashtags, which is a lot of hashtags. Yeah. So if you get like uh, one or two hashtags that literally picks it up, you can get like two or three followers a day. So at the end yeah. of the month, you could potentially have 100 more followers that people right. don't know about you. Just by yeah. using hashtag. Because obviously hashtags became famous on Twitter, but apparently now it's it's all Instagram. been... Yeah, like Twitter, apparently even if you use a hashtag, you get less interaction because... Right. The way the algorithm works is it searches your tweet for anything that would be a hashtag anyway, so it pops up anyway. Uh, so he was saying like tweets with hashtags get like thirty percent less interaction. I was like, what? Like the game changes out there pretty quick. And then um, back to your question, I also the first thing I do is post on Patreon, right? Because I've got I've got my own sort of that those people I need to take care of first, right? They're they're the the patrons, they're the you know, supporters who are actually giving you know using their dollars to vote, shall we say. So, okay, I, so that's, to- that, I guess that's next question I was gonna be what what things you do to monetize again. So Patreon is the way you go monetizing it. So that way you get money into whatever you get, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So they 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 get early access to episodes. They get okay. special behind the scenes content. They get access to me in a way that they can send stuff anytime they want. We do Q and A's, we can do, you know, just everything basically, <laughs> just all kinds of extra stuff. And it's just making sure they're taken care of because they're actually, you know, supporting with a regular monthly amount, however much they want. Uh, and then I'll always keep it for free on all of the sites as well. Like, that's what I love about podcasts. Like. I know when when Luminary came around and they were like, we're taking all our things behind a paywall. I was like, I don't like that. That's that that to me, that is like I get it for TV and stuff like that. That that right. makes much more sense to me. But some of these podcasts that they were taking behind the paywall is it's just like it, it's not like the in-depth journalism that we're talking about. It's just some guy picking up a microphone and I'm like, well, you're gonna pay him ten million dollars and then make us pay four pounds a month for what? Like it doesn't make any sense, but like, but equally I'm a content producer and I'm trying to put stuff out there. And it, like you said, how many hours in a day do you get? It, it costs like time is money. That's the old, but it's true. So it costs me to produce this show. It costs me time. And also if I want to make it sound good, I've got to have good equipment. So I had to buy, you know, not, you know, I've got like a proper microphone now. And right. like a boom arm and like, as you can see right it's right. like so those costs are then offset by the fact that i've got patrons who are supporting the show as well oh, trust and me then, i am i am all for making money because the way i look at it and i have done this in the past so i'm speaking from experience where if you treat your let's just call it a side hustle i guess if you want to call it as a hobby 
you are literally setting yourself up for bankruptcy like mm-hmm. literally which is crazy and a funny story you want to share is like because when i was doing yeah. the photography thing is yeah. that and one point in my photography career i had a workshop a workshop where i would other photographers they would come in and then i would teach them how to pose the lighting and the camera techniques and all that stuff and this one gentleman literally came up into the workshop with a brand new ten thousand dollar camera i was like oh like i couldn't wrap my head around it i'm like Wow, so I'm thinking, okay, he came up with a ten thousand dollars camera, whatever. Maybe he he knows what he's doing, and he has a good business set up, so his business is paying for his gear and everything else. Mm-hmm. But during the workshop, I found out he literally took his credit card and charged it up. Like holy crap! Oh my god! That's oh. what I'm talking about. I was like, oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. He's like, I literally just got it yesterday. So I wanna come to your workshop so I can use and get really good quality pictures for my portfolio. I'm like, wait, hang Bro. on a second. <laughs> I was the like, the camera doesn't take the photos, you do. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, hang on a second. You bought this $10,000 camera, you wanna use it to build your portfolio. Okay, I'll play for right now. How many people have you charged to uh, get the business you have? He's like, oh, I've been doing it. I'm a professional amateur, which means I haven't charged anybody and I've been doing it for the last 10 years. I was like... <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? A professional yeah, I, amateur. <laughs> he created a new category for himself. Literally. I was like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. That's what I mean. So that That's a fine example. If you treat your side hustle, because before it becomes a business, it's a side hustle. If yeah. you treat your side hustle as a hobby, you're literally going to bankrupt yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so I, I'm totally with you. Like, if, like the way I look at it, even my side hustle, even if it's going to take me time to invest yeah. in it. But end goal is I want to make money somehow, some shape or form. So I'm totally with you, man. You should definitely have that end goal in mind. Not be just like, I'm just going to do it free and see what happens. Yeah. Then, you, then you're going to be that guy who spent $10,000 on camera. He doesn't, he doesn't have the, the confidence or the ability to get a client. That's just insane, isn't it? And some people have that idea... You know, I, I do a bit of voiceover and stuff, and you see it uh, in the forums. People put things on there like um, looking to start, get involved in the game. What what equipment should I buy? And all of the seasoned pros, and these are the people who have the best equipment in the game. They're all like, please don't spend a lot of money. Yep. Like because you don't know yet, okay? And you can get a really good equipment for not a lot. Start there. Okay, because you're the one making it, not the microphone. So yep. it can it can sound as great as you want, but if you're talking absolute bollocks, it doesn't matter. No one is going to care. Like it's yep. okay, it's a great audio quality, but like who gives up? <laughs> exactly, you know. <laughs> and then I can validate that what I call those people is like gearheads. Basically, no right. matter what industry you are, like photography industry, camera, in your web development industry, it's your damn computer, it's the software, and then the fitness industry is the ladies are like really really go out all out it like sometimes ladies will be like before i go work out i need to get a proper top and a bottom i need to have matching gloves and shoes and hairband i'm like are you going there for a fashion show are you going there for work out? <laughs> but, but you know that's the other thing and in our uh, our podcast industry is like the mic the mic the mic the mic doesn't do anything you can literally nowadays use a cell phone and record yeah. the content until you get a good following then you'll be like okay these people are following now i need to upgrade it you know yeah yeah exactly so every single industry no matter which industry you go to there's always going to be people who are going to be gearhead and then the best thing you could do is stay far away from them as possible (laughs) because you are going to get a lot further a lot faster no, it's true. I remember uh, a podcast that I used to be really into is uh, there's a comedian called Bill Burr, and uh, he had this podcast. I think he still does called the Monday Morning Podcast, and it started so long ago. 
this is how old it is. He used to phone in to a recording service that would like record the podcast and like host it and post it online. Like, and that was it. So he'd be using his mobile. So like the quality of the audio was terrible, of course, but like it had a charm to it because you were like, well, this is nuts. And he's just rambling for 15 minutes while he's in the airport. And obviously like over time it's grown to become like now he has a thing at home and he's got proper setup and all that stuff. But it's like, it's almost like anything. It's like you have to, you have to build it. You have to build it. If, if you start at the beginning with this big palace of, of gear and you're like, I've got this sick mixer, I've got the, the top of the end laptop. And it's like, yeah, but all, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. It, it, what what matter? I think I think I think you would agree is like the content, which is the meat and potato and the real thing. People mm. listen to it. That's all that matter. Mm. As long as you have a decent audio, people don't care. Like I'll listen to it if like basically what it boils down to is like does it, let's just use YouTube as an example, right? Right. You and I both probably got on YouTube and watched some dude help us solve a problem and the video quality was horrible. And sometimes there was there was no audio whatsoever. Yeah. And then there was like music playing. Like for example, I was like watching the video yesterday where this dude had a music and he was showing me how to build a dumbbell out of concrete. I'm like, this is cool. And Whoa, I wanted to learn. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like because all the gyms are closed nowadays, whatever. Right, and, right. And, and and then my gym is just literally went bankrupt, so they're not even going to be open. Same. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Yeah, it's happening all around the world, huh? It's all around the world. So I watched that. I'm like, that's kind of cool. So basically, it's like a two PVC pipes and a two boxes of like cookies, or whatever. And you put a cement in it. You connect the two, and there's your dumbbell. I was like, wow. Cool under 10 bucks and he didn't spoke a single word <laughs> so he probably used his cell phone to record it and upload it and that's yeah like, whatever so well yeah like, exactly like what so are the most popular videos on youtube are they the ones that are filmed in crisp 4k with the best mics no it's just oh. for whatever reason something goes viral and it's it, do you know exactly. what i mean it's it's so many x factors that you can't even like it's, I've heard, I've heard meetings with friends and and with people in the industry where they're like, we want this to go viral, and you're like, yeah, everyone wants it. I mean, the problem is you can't plan for. Like, of course you do. Who doesn't want it to go? But you can't and, just... and the thing is, like, some people think like, hey. I'm just going to create a new, let's just say a video or podcast, doesn't matter. And then no one has ever heard from me. And as soon as I put out the very first thing, it's going to go viral. Yeah. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Nah. It doesn't work that way. It takes time to build your brand, you know, personal brand and things of that nature. And then obviously the more and more you do it, the better and better it has the uh, potential to go yeah. viral or have more listen or have more views. Yeah. But if you stop, you're out of the game, literally. There we go. You're gone. Yeah. So, so question I want to ask you is like, so what motivates you to continue podcasting? Mm. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Why? Why the hell am I doing it? Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 um, I still, I have fun doing it. So, okay. that's that's the key. Um, it's, I try to keep that, even if I'm just doing like a, a boring job and I'm just doing it for money, I still have to try and find a way to have fun, right? Because otherwise, you know, how many, like you said, how many hours are there in the day? What am I going to do? Spend them being miserable. It's like, find the fun. Luckily with podcasts, it's something I enjoy doing. So I always right. focus on that. I'm like, here's a time in the day where I can just, it's my own realm and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun. And if I don't like something I did, you know what? I'm just going to delete it and it's gone. And exactly. how many times in life do you get to do that, right? You don't get to right. do that in the office. You don't walk in, slap someone around the face, drop your trousers and go, you know what? I've done this terribly. Can I start again? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> but in a podcast, like I do, I do get that. So that that motivates me to keep it going. And uh, and then there's also like, um, obviously there's people who are supporting me, but there's also like a challenge to myself of like, I feel like in my life, I, I'm getting deep. No. Okay. But like this, I don't know if you're the same as me, but there's, I've started so many more projects than I've finished. Like I've got, I've got three 
books that I have got three quarters of the way through writing and they're just sitting there, just big stacks of paper and I've just moved on and they're there and I really want to finish them. But like, I'm bad at finishing projects and like, it's all, it's almost a challenge to myself of like, don't give up on this thing. Keep this one regular, keep, keep turning up, keep doing it. And that is actually a really good motivator for me. And I, I haven't missed, I haven't missed a week. Regardless of where I've been, what I've been doing, I've never missed a show. If I post a day late, I will post, uh, like I had food poisoning. So mm -hmm. I posted just a mini episode being like, I've got food poisoning, I'm dying, but the episode is coming. I would never, so, and it's kind of, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a, like a personal challenge in a way. You know what uh, advice I can give you piggyback on what you're saying? Like, I've also been there myself where I was like, I want to do so many things. And then it's like got to the point where I literally had to stop and evaluate and start saying no, 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 no. Or if I felt like very extremely strong about it, I really absolutely have to do this. Mm. I will... Well, I guess you could do it now because Google has this new feature, Gmail has a new feature where you can schedule your email. So you literally write yourself an email, let's say two months from now, and then time that you were mm. had this feeling, mm. you'd send the email to yourself. I have this amazing feeling working on this amazing project and the benefit is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And on this particular date, I'm gonna see if I still feel this way. And you mm. schedule it, and then let's say January 1st come, come February 1st, if you still feel the same way, then you do it. Otherwise, it's it's just a, a hype or good feeling, motivational mm. thing, and then it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. That's a really good That's a really good idea. Yeah, oh, I'm going to try that out. Send myself an email. Yep. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> if you want, in the mention, like, oh, I want to do it right now, but if I feel the same way, X amount of time, then I'm just gonna delete it and forget the idea. What that also will do is it will validate if you really truly care about it, or right. is it because you watch something or listen to something, you got so pumped, it's like, oh, when I do this kind of thing, and then you know, in the moment, kind of motivation, I what to call it. And then if you felt so strong about it, and then you have a why you want to do it a month mm. later, you the why still is valid, and you just have to still have the same feeling then you should absolutely find time to do it. Right. That's the litmus test. It's like, if you're still passionate, then there's something there. If you've forgotten right. about it, you know what? It's forgotten about you. Exactly. Like More than likely, if you do that, what I call a seven-day test, let's say Monday morning, you got up, you watched some video or listened to something, you're like, oh my God, it's so cool. I have to do it. Mm. Give it until next Sunday. Send the mm. email or reminder or something, whatever. And you feel still feel the same passion for it, then do it. Otherwise, next. Mm simple as that it's good advice good advice taking notes <laughs> i should be taking notes from you <laughs> all right man so speaking of taking notes so let's wrap this up so what i always like to do with my, my people i'm interviewing my friends who i call them because to truly i feel like i'm your best friend and you are my best friend and we share a ton of value in here it's like let's do two-part question wherever you are right now in your life with all the experiences all the pain all the suffering all the success that you have accumulated up until now if 21 year old version of yourself ask you for advice to get to where you are now a lot faster what advice would you give him uh don't dye your hair blonde it was a big mistake <laughs> it looked terrible uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um yeah no honestly what 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 would a what what advice would i give um oh I gotta try and avoid the cliches here because I'll I'll never forget. It's just your advice, yourself. You could say whatever you want. The inner critic. Um, I think. Uh, I think what I'd say is. Number one, finish some of those projects because they'll hang around you, and you'll still be talking about them ten years later. 
<laughs> okay. Still sitting under my bed. Um, but but number two, I think, without wanting to sound too cheesy, is like don't shy away from the things people like about you. Like I, I'd always um like I'm I'm a bit of a like rebellious person, right, at okay. heart. So if people like like things about me, I'd almost like challenge them to like be like, yeah, but I but I don't even care about that. <laughs> like uh, why? I don't know. Who knows? Like ask my you know therapist or whatever. That's the joke. Uh okay. but like, you know, it's like you don't need to be so defensive about those things. Like okay. every everyone has strengths and weaknesses and you kind of know what your strengths are, but you're just in denial about what they are for quite a while, I feel. And it's okay. like, maybe just take a second to sit down and realize that when people say they like that about you, it's not a reason to throw it back in their face. It's a reason to actually be like, oh, okay, this is something that actually is normal and good and not mad. Okay. All right. Whatever so it like, is, that, that's your I thing. I sound you know? insane. <laughs> hey everybody is unique in their own way it's just that you are that way other people you'd be surprised how many other people are like that you just don't know them really i'm i'm a firm believer if you feel a certain way there are at least 10 people out there feel the same about that that's how the universe work and yeah. my own on my own personal feeling is like in this life your life my life there's nothing we are gonna do that hasn't already been done or it's going to be done after we leave. We're not so different, are we? It's, we're all just humans. We've all just got patterns. It's a, we're brought up in different environments, different cultures, but ultimately we're the same, the same old, underneath thing. The, it all. The only difference is we get to experience it. And then when we experience it, we feel like it's the first time this has ever been happened. Like, for example, you went to a high school. Oh my God, first time I went to high school. Nobody else is going to go to high school. There's plenty of people already went to high school. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my God. I tell you what, my, so the advice that I'd give my 21-year-old self is very different to the advice I'd give my 15-year-old self, talking about high school. It's like, okay. chill out. Stop taking everything so serious. But you know, you kind of have to at that age, don't you? What, That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's, that it's just the experiences that you have whatever age you're in is happening to you so therefore you're like oh my god nobody else has experienced that for yeah. example anxiety the anger the the yeah. crying the tears the happiness yeah. everybody experiences just that yeah. you feel like i'm the only one yeah. but as soon as i learned that everybody experienced like all my stress went away i'm like i'm not the only one feeling this way i'm sure yeah. 100 billion people are doing the same thing so i was yeah. like okay i'm just one of them so stress just goes away yeah. nice that's a good All message. Right. All right. So second part of that yes. question is, what is it that you are extremely passionate about working on nowadays? Other than the podcast, obviously. Not the podcast. Probably. It could be anything. Whatever. Uh, I think, I mean, obviously, uh, there's some obvious things like my show that was one Jewish boy that was in the West End, we want to get that back on stage. We were going to tour the UK. We were going to take it to America. We were going to tour the US. I'm very passionate about that project. It's really brilliant. My my co-star in it is fantastic. The director, the writer, the staff around it, it's just a brilliant show. I'm very passionate about it. And we only got to do a week of what should have been months and months and months. So, like, yeah. it's still there. <laughs> I think, but who knows when the theatre is going to be back? So I can't, I can't um, pour all my energy into that for now. Right. So what I've been doing instead is uh, preparing. So I've been shooting a couple of short things here and there. Okay. Uh, a lot of production still is not back, but a few things are back. And me and a friend have been working on this short uh, script. This will be our third script that we've done together. And this is the first one that I think is really, really funny. Uh, and we've done some stuff before that's a bit more serious, a bit less funny, but with comedy stuff. But this one is like really funny. And we had a location ready and then we work. I'm sure you know about this. That whole thing just imploded. That's a crazy story. That's a good podcast, actually. What's it called? We Crashed. 
which is like a whole investigation into how WeWork was like floated. I think it was like 4.6 billion IPO. And then within sort of a week, it was like their stock had tumbled to like nothing. Uh, and why was that? And what, what was the what was their business model? Um, we were going to shoot in one of their offices and now they don't basically exist anymore. But we're going to get that going and it's going to be called Tell the Lie and it's going to be very funny. And I'll let you know when we release it. I'm very passionate about it. Cool. Awesome, man. All right. First of all, thank you so much, Rob, for being That's here. Man, truly, it's been a pleasure. And I really, really, really enjoyed the conversation. And then last part of the show, what I do is give you the floor to share anything you want to share and then tell people how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Um, cool. Well, uh, cue me going on a 20-minute rant about why the moon isn't real. <laughs> Um, no, if, uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with me, you can find me on all of the social media stuff. Uh, my podcast is called The Bliss of the Abyss. Uh, I talk about everything. It's about trying to find some some joy, some happiness in amongst this crazy world that we live in. It's getting crazier by the second. Who knows? There's no end in sight. There never will be an end in sight. But you know what? Together, we can have a brighter, better future. And it's that kind of stuff. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, guys, definitely go check it out. And I will also put this in the show notes. And uh, you have a direct link to go check that out. And here at Simple Podcast Cloud, we'd like to thank you for being here, taking the time to being with us. And thank you so much. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and Mark, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You've been an impeccable host. It's been a brilliant show. Cheers. Awesome.